0: hello guys welcome to breaking bread podcast today we're gonna to be talking about toxic city toxicity so just know so we're gonna be talking about toxicity and the take the mic guys
1: what's up hey fam <laughs> hello
2: guys
0: it's <laughs>
1: izzy mo joel and karen here like joel said we're gonna be talking about toxic city <laughs> gang gang all right all right that's the introduction
2: Pick your poison. <laughs> Pick
1: your poison. <laughs> um, yeah, so we're going to be talking about toxicity today. Something, um, okay. So I'm only going to talk about like on my experience, which was in a, well not in a relationship, post-relationship actually. Because um, that's how I like experienced toxicity and then learned from it. And then after I was still learning, learning from it. Um, so, basically, I was in a relationship for, like, a year, um, and then...
2: Can you I be s- specific when you say relationship? Because it could be, like, anything.
1: You're right. Um, okay. okay. Situationship. So, okay. like, a, I had a boyfriend, like, a okay. romantic relationship. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> for, like, a year. Um, <laughs> tell me more. Tell me more. <laughs> um, But... It, that wasn't even, like, the toxic part. Of, that wasn't even the toxic part of it. It was, like, after breaking up was the toxic part of it. um, And so I just felt like I wasn't supposed to be in a relationship at the time. Um, and that's that's what led me to, like, break up with him and just kind of, um, I don't know, what's, like, the cliche of, like, getting to know yourself, whatever it is. I mean, I'm only 20, so I was like, why am I trying to be in this, like, grown relationship? Like, (laughs) but, so, yeah, we broke up, and then, typically, like, after a breakup, it's kind of, like, healthy to put boundaries, like, you know, like, not talk to each other as much, or, um, yeah, just boundaries, putting that line of, like, we're not boyfriend and girlfriend anymore, like, maybe, you know, for some people, you don't share the same stuff anymore, like, or you don't share this anymore. You don't call each other as much. Um, but because of, like, the feels, we didn't really put those boundaries. Mm. <laughs> so you and guys kept
3: in touch, right? That's what you're trying we, to say. Yeah,
1: we kept in touch. And, um, yeah, we didn't put those boundaries. And that's I, I would say, like, that's what started. Like, that's what made it toxic. Because there was never that space. There was never that, like, communication of, like, um, like, we're done here, you know? And so, anyways, that would be, like, the recipe for just, like, emotional roller coasters all the time. Um, and, yeah, we were so acting like we were together. Um, and I think it was, like, something that I that I learned is that, like, when there's, like, when toxicity is present, there's a lot of comfort present, too. So, like, I was... I was so comfortable with him. Like it was comfortable to be in this relationship, to stay in this relationship. Right. But it was uncomfortable to move on and to maybe learn more about myself, to maybe, um, truly like be committed to, to having a relationship with God and seeking that out more than a relationship with some, like someone else that I didn't need to be in at the time. Um, and so I think a lot of times toxicity happens because of fear we're scared to get out of that place of comfort with that person whether that be a friendship um whether that be a job whether that be like I mean this month is addictions whether that be anything that we might have already talked about like all of that can feel comfortable to us like something I think about is like Momo last week when you were talking like porn like started for you just because it felt good like but, it, you know, it wasn't this, like, vicious thing yet. But at the time, you just kept doing it because it was, like, this feels good, like, comfortable, right? Um. So, yeah, I mean, on another note, like, stepping out of that cycle of toxicity. So, first of all, what made it toxic is, like, I mean, a scenario which I feel like a lot of people, like, go through. It's, like, you, you, like you stay talking with the person cause you think like, Oh, I'm good. Right. Like I'm good. No feelings there. Like we're I'm going to like keep it together and stuff. And then you kind of fall in the same like habits and the same, like, I don't know, conversations of, or whatnot. And just like still having the person there, you know? So there was like a fear and like, okay, well letting, getting out of this cycle, like mentally and emotionally, like requires for me to be alone and to be alone with God and almost like Naked because I don't have a crutch anymore. Now, mm-hmm. you know, I can't rely on this person to like Damn. be another distraction from seeking God in a relationship with Him. And, um, that was something else I want to talk about is like seeking God in a relationship with Him was so important for me. Not like, yes, it's important spiritually, but at the same time, like, um, at this point, you know, this, this relationship had been a big part of my life so it was being a number 1 in my in my life maybe it didn't show it physically but in my head it was number 1
2: you know and so i mean your main point was that you were getting to yes yeah, so okay.
1: yes yeah, so it was a big part of my life and like it was like man this is a podcast so i can't like say like this was a, like a big gap was or a big part was the relationship and then on the side is like identity but then identity was so like braided into the relationship too because we kind of like i kind of like grew into it so then that was another thing like dang like i'm not finding identity i'm finding identity in the wrong thing Mm -hmm. right and that's a whole other cat of worms that would be a whole other episode but um that's also what made it toxic is like so much, I felt like so much of me, which it isn't, right? Because our identity isn't God, but so much of me was invested into this person and into this idea of a relationship. And when I thought about myself, I thought about myself with this person or mm. with in this relationship. You know what I mean? And so, post breakup, that's another thing that made it toxic. Is like in my head, that was still a thing. You know, like in my head, that was like, I was still with him, you know, and, um, I think it's, like, just that fear of stepping out, um, and, like, just, like, looking back now, I was telling Momo, like, a big part of why it was toxic is, like, me, like, it was myself, because I was, it was just, like, my maturity at the time, um, that made it toxic of, like, not communicating and putting those boundaries of, of like, you know, distance or like, oh, we don't do this anymore, we don't do that anymore. Um and so anyways, this lack of maturity to put those boundaries, like it made me idolize the relationship and it's crazy cuz it made me idolize the relationship being broken up, like, you know, and and so that alone was toxic, like me staying in that emotional roller coaster was was toxic and then eventually it just became harmful to like my mental state and it and it wasn't like it was i just felt like god was continually knocking like hey like you're losing like you're losing yourself you know like you're finding your identity in the wrong thing like it's so much more than a relationship it's so much more like it's not supposed to be like this. You're not supposed to stay in these mental cycles. And all of this of course is like happening in my head. Right? It's not like I mean you know, people know, like people close to me know, but it's all this like toxic cycle is happening in my head. And that's something about toxicity and even how we're talking about addictions, like a lot of times like people don't know that you're addicted. Or a yeah. lot of you know, a lot of times people don't know that maybe relationship you're in whether that's romantic or not, or something that you're addicted to, like people don't know that it's actually toxic for you. That's actually not good for you.
2: Come on. That's crazy. Cause I feel like it just goes back to our whole social media mm-hmm. talk, because it's like a lot of times we just put highlights up there. Yeah. You know? And so, and even like, I think about women specifically, like we'll play so hard, like we're fine. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, everyone be like, Oh my gosh. Like I like, and then other people are idolizing your relationship and they're like, wow, like, I just wish I could be like you guys. Like, I just want, like, you know, my boyfriend to be this way and stuff. Yeah. And, like, little do they know that it's, it's super toxic.
1: Yeah. For real.
0: We just see, like, little clips of, like, Like, though, you like, I think you said like stories on Instagram, like, oh, they look fine, or they look like they just went on a cute little date. But, little, do you know they they had like an argument before and after that? So, there's stuff you guys don't see that's in behind in the like in the in the backgrounds or the behind the scenes that you don't see. Like, a lot of people just put up this run that their relationship is perfect, but there's, I mean, obviously, no relationship is perfect, but if you have God in the center of it, then that's where your identity is found, like, in God. So if God's in the middle of it... Not in the relationship.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think something that addiction to social media and just, like, a toxic... Being in a toxic relationship with anything is, like, there's, like, this... Like, for me, it was this fantasy of, like, oh, no, like, we're supposed to be together, you know, Mm. post-breakup. And so with social media, there's this fantasy of, like, a fake life. Of, like how your Instagram feed looks like. And this is what an, like a cute, good, perfect life looks like, or you're scrolling down others, people's Instagram and you're just like obsessing over everyone else's life. Mm-hmm. And only a certain part that you, that, that, they that they're showing to you. Yeah. And so again, that ties into like it being toxic. Like there has, there's this like idea in common, you know, but it's like not actually realistic. and, you're living there in your head, but, like, outwardly, it's not healthy, and so, something that, like, some of these, like, I don't know, side effects, (laughs) was, like, it kept me from being present with my family, like, when I was going through this, like, it was the time where I was back home, and it kept me from truly being, like, I was there, I was physically there, but in my head, I was focused, like, to other things like in other in another world and like oh i wish it would be this way or whatever it was um yeah i noticed
2: that i'm gonna get on your head real quick just get, get it. no but like because Karen and i live together so um she's my sister just put in that oh out there. together so. together
3: or what kind of together you mean
2: i was what? like stop playing <laughs> we're sisters that's sick what? okay sisters. we're, we're it cousins all. just, just kidding just i can keep that in. people are like whoa they're a little whoop um But, yeah, it's, like, you could just tell, like, when she came back, like, she wasn't fully there. Um, This is, like, funny. It's not. But, like, one time, like, I came out on the porch and she was just kind of, like, sitting there looking at me. And I was, like, are you good? She was, like, yeah, I'm fine. And so then I left and, like, yeah. And I was, like, what's going on? And I felt, like, I felt in my heart, like, oh, there's something wrong. But I was, like, I'm just going to give her space because, like, she's obviously, like, not ready to talk or just, like, ready to... I guess just be present. And that's it. And, <laughs> yeah. like, I'm just so big. Like, especially with Karen, I feel like I'm just always, like, I want to give her her space, like, and I don't pry because I'm, like, if she wants to tell me something, like, she's going to tell me, like, and I'm yeah. not going to, like, squeeze it out of her or, yeah. So I did, I did, I will have to agree with her in that. Like, she was not very present. Like, although she was physically there, but you could tell that her mind and just, like, her attention was always somewhere else.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um. And I mean, that was my experience. Like there's so much more to it. But to be honest, I'm still learning from that because that was very much a learning curve to step into like, um, like starting this journey of like, who am I? You know, like, who am I in God? Like, who am I as a person? Like I'm 20, like I'm barely like not starting out, but you get me like I'm barely making something of myself. You were, like, looking like if there was something. (laughs) Oh,
2: I'm sorry. I was just out. Like, okay.
1: Um, And so, a lot, like, I mean, the fact that so much of my, I had, like, braided so much of my identity into that area, like, part of my life, like, there was a lot of undoing and unlearning to do. And then, so after I undid, unlearned with the grace of God, it's, now I'm in that process of, like, learning from, you know, and, like. I guess that was the experience that I can talk of on toxicity um, and something that, something that I just kept hearing, like, as I was studying and just, like, reflecting is, like, comfort. Like, comfort can be dangerous, you know, and I just felt like it was the common thing of why people stay addicted, you know, maybe it's all they know, like, I mean... Thank God I, you know, I wasn't in this relationship since I was in high school. Cause who knows? Like maybe yeah. this person would have been all I would have known. And maybe. then I wouldn't have gotten out of it. Like, yeah. you know, and I wouldn't have seeked God out and, um,
0: Complacency?
1: yeah. Um, but like, that's really what I can talk on. I think like, I think the hard part is like, when it becomes a toxic cycle is like, there's a lot of hurt involved unless it becomes toxic like you know relationships where there's like abuse involved and stuff where maybe it's a little bit easier to lit to leave but then I think about relationships that there is abuse and like you you can't leave like you don't leave like you stay
2: yeah and would you say that that also has to do with like for example when they have kids because then it just makes things even more complicated and so even though it's toxic and like your kids see that toxic come on I'm talking to somebody, and even though it's toxic and your kids see that toxicity like it's just like fear also like yeah. then it becomes like a fear thing of like well first of all, like I might die like if I leave, but then secondly it's like w- like what will happen to my kids and so then mm-hmm. it just becomes mm. this unpredictable like relationship, yeah. and that's like a very scary place to be in
1: it is a scary place to be in because I feel like at least in my In my um, experience, like this, like this relationship, like it tended to certain things in in myself that I hadn't dealt with yet, so it brought out a bunch of other things that would that would determine how I acted in certain situations and make me a toxic person and make me stay in that cycle and make me like just add on to the to the fire, like Mm -hmm. you know, like I think about. Um, people that I mean don't have a dad like or didn't grow up with a dad and so they have this like boyfriend right and that boyfriend is being that father figure that they didn't have in their Mm -hmm. life so they can be like they can treat you the worst way ever but you're gonna stay because that's the closest you've had to a father figure in your life and Mm. you have such a lack that you're gonna stay like like Mm -hmm. it goes deeper you know that's why it that's that's why toxicity, It just toxic city. It shows up, it rolls up in so many ways. Like, it can look differently for people, yeah. you know? It's so deep-rooted into, like, daddy issues, into issues of the heart. You know what I mean? And, yeah. and yeah. Um,
2: can I go? Yeah. Okay. Y'all, I'm, like, so sorry for my voice. I literally feel like every time we're in the podcast, like, my voice is almost gone. <laughs> almost. So So, um, right. It's, like, hanging on barley. <laughs> so um, yeah. I just wanted to share because honestly, I, I just kept thinking like, God, do I have any toxic like relationship in my life, or have I ever? Okay, before you continue, okay, I just want
3: to say, um, what's to- like, what's a definition of a toxic? Because we keep saying toxic relationship. Can someone okay. say, like oh, listen to Britney define- Spears song just <laughs> or, um, like give an example? Okay, so I people actually, can actually picture or know if they are in a toxic relationship. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they're like they lied to
2: me. Toxic, like because even though sometimes
3: we are, we don't know it's a toxic until people so start true. like actually calling out some like examples. I'm like, then people might start thinking, oh, yeah, I might be in one. So that is so mm, true. Actually,
1: good. I did have the definition. I just forgot to preface this whole thing. <laughs> 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 um, okay. So toxic means poisonous, very harmful, unpleasant in a pervasive or insidious way. That was like the the definition for it.
2: Can you explain that?
1: Yeah, so I just like in so th- you know how like when you look it up it's like noun, adjective or like yeah. the meaning in finance or mm-hmm. any none of the definitions were anything close to good. Like it was all just harmful to whatever. In finance, it was harmful to to have this. Um, I'm not even gonna butcher it, but it's a term in finance, and it was a harmful thing in finance. Like, as a noun, it's harmful. Like, it's anything that that isn't good for you. But, but like, ironically, like, I don't know if like is the right word, but there's a lot of people in a state like this and stay oh. there, you know. And so I feel like that's when pervasive comes in like it just kind of takes over you know and and it just eats you up until you're like oh my god like i'm in the cycle and like you said you may not even know you're in a toxic situation like and that's how like vicious it is you know that's kind of how it gets and something something that goes along with that is that of not knowing if you're in like in a toxic place is like if you don't know that you have the way that you're acting or your habits or how you speak to people or how you think is toxic so that's why you're acting a certain way with someone else and so then it's like toxic tendencies you know what Mm -hmm. i mean but you don't even realize that you know like a a word that i was gonna um it's like don't i'm a verse
3: don't forget what you were gonna say okay so uh before i cut you off i mean i cut you off um, i have a a definition According to Lillian Glass, she says that a toxic relationship is any relationship between two, between people who don't support each other, where there's conflict, and one seeks to undermine the other. So it, like you were saying, it's not necessarily um, like a lover kind of type of thing. It's any mm-hmm. situation. And I feel like a lot of toxic um, situations happens when people don't know what, the outcome of something let's say like at work when is your first time working at a place you don't know what to expect mm. so maybe you feel like the, your boss is yelling mm. at you or treating you in a certain way you feel like that's normal because you don't you haven't experienced how it, a workplace it should be mm. or if your first time going with a boyfriend or girlfriend you don't know or see how uh, a relationship should be so you just mm. think that's how it's supposed to go and yeah but sometimes it's not it's not
1: Or even just, like, baggage that we carry naturally as human beings. Like, we can't help it. Okay, Melissa. (laughs) Also,
2: I was going to add, though, because then the other thing that I think about is, like, I feel like toxic comes in. Because one thing is that, and I feel like we just keep bringing it up, like, every month, whether we try to or not, is that we keep going back to identity. I feel like that's, like, such an underline to, like, so many of the reasons why we talk about what we talk about because of identity. Because in reality, like, when you know your value and you know your worth, like, you're going to let people know, like, I will allow this, but I don't allow this. Because you're like, I know what I'm worth and I know what I'm valued, so I'll only let you do this much. And, like, this is where I draw the line. And speaking of drawing the lines, that brings me into boundaries, Like, honestly, I didn't even know what boundaries was. And so literally about, like, four years ago, my friend was like, oh, you just need to have boundaries. And I'm like, what the heck is boundaries? Like, what do you mean? And so there's, like, this whole book by, like, Charles E. Townsend. And it's about boundaries. Like, they have it for kids. They have it for parents. They have it for couples, like, and just people in general. But... I just feel like toxicness can toxicity happens when we first of all we don't know who we are, but yeah. also when we don't set boundaries, because yeah. like boundaries is what lets other people know like this is where I end and this is where you begin. Yeah. So it's just like man, like the lack of boundaries. Like,
3: is that what you're gonna say? Or no.
2: So okay. then I was gonna go into like my whole other spiel. Okay. Um, I was just gonna testify because it, um, we're talking about toxicity and it made me think of like. My favorite aunt and uncle, I love them so much. But honestly, their relationship please, please. is just super toxic. No, I don't honestly not that they'd ever hear, but if any of the family hears they're gonna be like, dang, she was out here butchering y'all. Um, but yeah, like I just remember as a kid, you know, just seeing them and they just looked so in love, you know, and all the time like they dance with each other, they laugh, like they just have a good time, like we're all at family parties and stuff. And so I remember very vividly that one time like my aunt was like, "It's time to go." Like, and she was like mad. Like, I don't know why she was mad, but she was like, "It's time to go." All the kids get in the car, and there's like eight of us. Oh, so we all get in the car, and I just remember that she's sitting in the driver's seat, and I'm sit- sitting in the seat like right behind her. And so my uncle's like super close to her face, like talking to her, and but I can't hear what he's saying because he's talking like to her so low. But I don't know what she said, but she got him so mad that I just remember that he took his fist and he literally put his whole fist through the window and just like punched her in the face. And like my whole world was crushed because I was like... (gasps) I cannot believe this. Like, I can't believe that he just hit my aunt. Like, what the heck is going on? And he did it, like, three times. Like, it wasn't just one time. And at first, I was like, I'm tripping. But just think, I'm, like, 10 or 11 seeing this. And I'm like, what the heck is happening right now? And so then he's like, so then my uncle's like, everybody get out of the car. And so, obviously, we all get out of the car because now we're scared. We're like, (laughs) what is going on? And so, yeah. So then later, um, I was talking with my cousin who's, like, my aunt and uncle's daughter, And she was just telling me, like, all this crazy stuff that happened, like, how my uncle... Because she was like, oh, this isn't the first time. Like, this happens all the time. And, like, I was just so unaware because they put on such a great show. Like, they just made it look like they were so in love all the time. But, yeah, it was just bad. She was like, yeah, like, she was literally just in the hospital, like, two weeks ago because he broke her ribs and stuff. And I was like, what? "What?" And then she was like, yeah, she was like, oh, I'm going to leave him. Like, I'm never going to go back. But literally, like, two days later, he came in. And then, like, we were back at the house. And I'm like, wow. Like, so it was just such... A shock to me, like, to find out, like, that their whole relationship was toxic. And honestly, they're still together to this day. Should they be? No. Because it's literally still toxic. But I feel like, for those of you who are in a toxic relationship, and you've been in it for years, like, I just want to say that, like, I understand, like, I haven't been in a toxic relationship, but I can understand where you're coming from when you want to say Because it's like, they had five kids now. Like, they had five, they already had kids, like you know, and also it's just, I think that it's the fear of starting over when right. you're a certain age. Cause it's like, Oh, like I don't want to start all over again. Or like, mm-hmm. I don't want to be a single parent. Like whatever the case is, like we just, we do understand that it is hard. Yeah. But it's like, man, toxicity is just, it's not a healthy thing. Like it's not healthy at all.
1: And it's like, I don't know. Like it's like, if you don't, if you don't get out, like you're just going to stay there forever. Like nothing's gonna change it's just gonna continue to be a cycle that it is you know it's just that like a matter of having um courage it really is because I think about like I mean my mom and my dad they had a toxic relationship too and um it just got to a point where she like it was just a matter of like you know just like when you flip the switch in your head it wasn't anything like a build-up it's never I feel like it's never a build-up Cause you can be like, oh, I'm never gonna deal with that, and then you find yourself in the same Bruh, place again.
2: Everybody in the you know mama, what I mean. Yes. It's always
1: like a flip of a switch when you're like, I'm I'm not doing this anymore. Like mm-hmm. I gotta go, you know. And like here, my mom is like three girls, right? And home like she like comes to the states with us without my dad, cause she was just over it. Like she couldn't do it anymore. Like and she knew that he wouldn't be able to come through over here as easily and just come back in and start this whole thing again um i mean fast forward they went back and forth <laughs> <laughs> um they're separate they're not together anymore but um but yeah and so it's just like i don't know like in my experience that's what i've seen like it just has to happen and even in my experience with this past relationship like i honestly like I mean, I, I do ask God for forgiveness because I think at the time I made it seem like, oh, God's telling me to break up. with you. Dang, don't we all do oh that? Oh, my Because God right. really would be out here like, You're I'm like, so God need my safeguard, card, like, for real. Yeah, but, like, I didn't know what breaking up at that point, like, I didn't know what that meant at the time. And I didn't know what it was going to mean. But I just knew I had to get out of that. Not that... And again, like, post-breakup was toxic. That's, like, the toxic part. But also, it's, like, I need to get out now or else, like, I'm going to be in this for, like, the long haul. And I'm just going to, like, not, knew who, not know who I am. Like, not know who I am in God before I ever get into a relationship with someone else. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, but, yeah, and... Go ahead, sorry. Um, I'm just going <laughs> to say,
3: how can we relate toxic the relationships with... Um, addictions, how can we um, say that it be- can become an addiction? Because like you were saying, mm. you're on state, mm-hmm. so that can become a, a, an addiction, a cycle, but when does it become a, a, an addiction? Mm. How how can we say that that can become an addiction? Because this month's topic is about uh, addictions, <laughs> and toxicity is one of... Uh, it can become an addiction, mm-hmm. but where can we draw the line where people cross that line and it becomes just an addictive?
1: Um, like it's normal.
3: Correct, because they feel like it's just how it's supposed to be. So how can we say that um, toxicity becomes? Um, uh, I was gonna say, uh, talk. I mean, uh, addicted. Addic-
1: yes, I think. I mean, I mean, I'm not going to say sorry to bring it back, but it goes back to like knowing your worth. Like mm-hmm. if in your brain you think that this is what a relationship should be like or this is what a friendship should be like or this is what a family should be like. Like if in your head you think that you're supposed to endure violence and that's what you deserve. Maybe that's all you saw growing up. So yeah. that's normal to you. Then naturally that's kind of what you'll fall into I mean God forbid you fall into another friendship relationship like that but also if you do it's not a surprise yeah. and you can cope with it because maybe you've already coped with it your whole life so yeah. you know how to deal with this you know how to deal with a violent man mm-hmm. you know how to deal with a I don't know like a psychotic woman like mm-hmm. or do you know what I mean like yes yeah
2: I I would say also like you're addicted when you become dependent. Mm-hmm. on that relationship. Yeah. So cuz there's a point where you're sure like I can leave at any point. You know, I like I could just be out of here. But it's like when you start to feel stuck. Like yeah. and when you start to feel like I can't leave like that's when you know for sure like okay, like this is bad. Like this yeah. is really bad. And so yes, let this be your wake up call if you are there.
1: Yeah. And um I was just like looking and like scripture and stuff and wouldn't it be so nice if there was like i mean i'm pretty sure there is i think about like how like the addictions that certain characters in the bible have and stuff but like if there was a 21st century like toxic relationship in the bible right like <laughs> but there isn't I like illustrate to us garen just kidding mm-hmm. but like something that god is always talking about in the word is behavior and like things to stay away from. And like a lot of times we read these things and like, okay, don't repay evil for evil. Don't be mean to someone if they're mean to you. Yeah. But it goes deeper than that because then I think, which is in first Peter three, nine, when I think about that, it's like, you know, just like friendships or r- relationships that are toxic and they do you one dirty, you do them one even dirtier back. And then it just adds to the fire and cheat that's, on them. That's cheat how on them like, back. Keeps going. No, but for real, yeah, and that's when it goes deeper than just like oh I'm not gonna be mean to this person, right? Or James three sixteen for where jealousy and selfish ambition uh-huh. exist, there will be disorder in uh-huh. every vile practice. Okay, what on. you were what you were saying like that definition of a toxic relationship. It's always someone trying to undermine the other person. So it's like you're literally after each other, right? And so jealousy and selfish ambition like you're just thinking about yourself you're just thinking about how it's going to benefit you how it's going to make you feel better and how you're going to get the upper hand you know and a lot of times we read scriptures like this and we're just like cute cute like i'll write it down or something to live by or a a good moral it's more than good morals it's like the opposite of this is what gets you in certain situations like toxic friendships toxic relationships toxic situations even that you question yourself like how did i get here (laughs) well like back up a little bit like Mm -hmm. how where were your thoughts at like what was your motive at that point was it to get yours or was it to bless the other person you know what i mean um
3: i mean i don't know if you guys want to go raw like honest and just talk about church because there's a lot of toxic relationship and that's something i experienced Mm. but I don't know if you guys want to go there. And yeah, let's go
2: there. Let's because go.
0: Like, there's nothing that is untouchable. Let, let's expose it. people now. Nah, I'm uh, <laughs> not joking. I
3: feel like church is supposed to be a place where we all get along, mm. and I feel like this is like one of the top places where there's a lot of toxic relationships. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying there's this in every church, but I'm saying there's often, uh, because like we we seek our own, Glory that we we undermine other people's, like um, value in a sense. Yeah, or 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 their sacrifice or whatever they working at. Like let's say um, for me, um, there is a point where I was going with God and and I became prideful, you know. And there is a point where I was like, oh, I can do that. I can do that. And when I was talking to other people, I would talk to them to see what they were doing, so I can do something even greater. So other people, like let's say. Um, he made something for the church, and people would applaud him, right? And mm-hmm. I'm like, I can do better. So I'll go out of my way to do something even greater to oh, get that bro. recognition, what? you know? So that's something here at church to happen. So, so I mean, I'm just saying, like, if we want to be honest, <laughs> if we want to be honest, yeah. the worship team can be one of the... That's
2: like, one of the main places. I've one
3: heard. of the main places, or like leadership, because, yeah. oh, I, I have a title. I, 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 I'm the one, I don't want to say names, but okay. I have... I've been in a church where they, they, they're they like, oh, I am the youth pastor. And I'm like, yes, but what if we do this? No, I do what I say. And that's, you know, a toxic situation where you, you don't you didn't even want to work or be in that moment. But, I mean, toxic can be in any place, not just just uh, um, outside of, of church.
1: I think a big thing that we see in churches today especially mega churches and just weird churches is toxic authority. Mm -hmm. And so there's this cool guy, a lot of lights on stage. He probably looks the part, but he's probably a jerk like behind scenes, but everything he's saying, he's adding God says, God says. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So because in your head, you're like, Oh God says do these five steps. Like I'm gonna do it, but it's not God speaking; it's this person speaking, I'm or a commenting of like people get so hurt of church stealing money. God, if you, God promises, if you tithe this much today, you're gonna be blessed tenfold, this fold, this is not speaking against tithing; it's don't. just like putting words in or, God's mouth for the sake or of authority. Amount,
3: like, oh, you have to give. Um, I don't know five thousand dollars in order for you to be yeah. blessed or something like that.
1: Come on, and
3: that's something that shouldn't be like that. Yeah.
1: It's yeah, and it becomes toxic because you're leading a whole sheep of people into believing this, you know, and and so like you know that. That you're gonna put, you know, a big sticker of obedience on it, and yeah. I want to be obedient, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna do this. Yeah. I'm yeah. gonna be obedient. They you know, know how but, to
3: play with your emotions. Come yeah. on, they know how, like yeah. how to control you. Cause um, I've seen um, there's this one episode of, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of ashamed that it, it happened. A pastor where he would tell their congregation that in order for like a person to get married, they had to have sex with with him in order for them to be able to get married so there is a lot of uh situations like that and um us as christians and i know that's a lot of people that are not christians that can be like oh but you guys do this or you guys do that i mean if you guys are hearing this and you're not christian or a believer it's not it shouldn't be like that you know it's that is not right we can cut it out it's that's not biblical like Mm -hmm. this is not how god wanted wants it to be but there's, there's, that's a situation that's toxic. That people think it's supposed to be like that, but like you say, Karen, people just add. Um, God says this, and they feel like it since they don't read their Bible. That they just believe everything they they yeah. hear from, from a pastor or a, or a prophet <laughs> or, or. So they would whatever.
1: never know that it's not true. Come like, on. Just, yeah.
3: Yeah. So that's a toxic relationship. Yeah Because they he's gaining like their own benefit for his own glory come on until you actually see that's a toxic situation they're gonna stay there until I don't know
2: dang let me add to that come on cause okay so for somebody who did not have a father figure growing up Like when I came to church, like literally the pastor, I was like, this is my, this is my father figure. Like, you know, he's the pastor, he's the shepherd, like not the shepherd, obviously Jesus is the shepherd, but you know, like God has delegated him like authority and all those things. And so, like, specifically, y'all, like, I don't know why this has happened to me so many times, but, like, God is good still. But um, I remember when I was fresh out of high school, you know, and I was like, okay, like, I want to go to college, get into debt. And so, like, that's what it is for real. Like, sounds fun. College just a piece is a scam. Of just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, kind of not kidding. Anyways, but on <laughs> getting back to the subject. <laughs> so, yeah. And so I was like, oh, I want to go to college. And so I got accepted to this college called Vanguard University, which is in L.A. And so keep in mind that, like, my church is in Concord. So that's, like, all okay. eight hours away. Like, a that's far far Concord. Right? Yeah. And so um, I just remember that I also got accepted into UOP, University of Pacific in Stockton, which is, like, 30 minutes away. And so I just remember like praying and so I was like praying about it and like if it, obviously it's a big decision cuz it's like life changing I'm like oh my gosh like college this is like huge and so my grandparents, they like blessed me and they bought me a whole ticket just to go and like visit Vanguard. And so I loved it there. And honestly, like I'm not even being dramatic. Like I had this moment cause it's like, it's cause it's a Christian college. And so like they did worship while we were there. And like, I just had this moment where like the heavens just opened and I was like, I'm supposed to be here. But like on in a serious movies? note, I'd like in the movies, legit. Like I was like, is it sparkling in here? And so, but I genuinely just felt this peace and I just felt God like, God's presence and I was like I'm meant to be here like this is my school and so and so then I came back home and so I had like already told my pastor like hey like I just want you like if you could just join me in prayer and so yeah and then like I go to talk to him like I don't even say anything about like my visit to LA but he's like yeah I feel like it's gonna be better if you go to like this college in Stockton because that is like because it's not so far and stuff like that And so me, like, at the time, like, having this, like, toxic mindset in a sense where I was like, oh, like, I have to listen to my pastor. Like, I can't be disobedient to him because he is the authority. So if I'm being disobedient to him, I'm being disobedient to God, Mm. which is true to an extent Which because it just goes back to what Izzy said, like, you need to read your Bible, but also it just goes back to like, at some point you need to trust that you really do know God's voice and that you don't right. have to depend on other people's voices to tell you like what, what if God is saying. T- yes. Yeah. What God is saying. And so, yeah. So like I ended up going to Stockton y'all was horrible. Like I was out here a while and I was rebellious because honestly okay. in my spirit, I was like so ticked off that I was there and I was like, I should have been at the college in LA. So yeah. So that just led to like a whole nother situation in my life. But Yeah. So it's like sometimes like we could have that toxic mindset ourselves. Like so, yeah, that was just bad. It was just bad. Oh man, dang, that was crazy.
0: (laughs) It's crazy how we like we not worship, but we look up to people too much. That we don't look up to God anymore. We just look up to the pastor and we look to him for our problems. And we're like, oh, pastor, resolve all my problems when you should be going to God. You should be going to your word because it's crazy how we're called sheep. But, you know, sheep are like the dumbest animal ever. The
2: dumbest (laughs) of the dumb, guys. Congratulations.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So basically, like like, as sheep, like, we're just like following anybody like we should be following the the actual shepherd and that's jesus bro that's jesus christ and then where we are following all these other shepherds that (laughs) we are following all these other shepherds that are just taking your money that are these
2: other wolves and sheep clothing
0: wolves and sheep's clothing clothes (laughs) clothing (laughs) (laughs) Clothing? (laughs) clothing yeah so just be careful um where you're setting your eyes on like who you're setting your eyes on because Because. who you trust because that can be like a toxic um like a toxic um leader a toxic um friendship or anything like that don't worship people and don't like put your trust in people like that because they're gonna fail you but god never will so just know that that
2: also goes for parents i just have to say that's just what came to my head like Some of y'all really have toxic parents, (laughs) you know, and so and I'm going to touch that because then I think about how the Bible says, like, honor your father and mother, you know, and I'm not saying like dishonor them or anything, but like some of y'all really just like your parents are toxic, like and there's nothing that you could do about it. You know, because it's like, maybe you're a teenager and you live with them. And so it's like, I can't just move out on you're my own. Like, I don't have the finances or anything. Watch,
3: like, Watch parents start calling us like, hey, you're trying to be telling my kid to be rebellious. No, like, I'm not. Like, I'm kid. not
2: telling you whoever you are to be rebellious. But like, on a serious note, like some parents are toxic yeah. and you're toxic to your children. Like, and I want you like, and I'm saying this because like, it's time for you to open your eyes. Because that was going to be my question, like. Can you change from being toxic? Like, can your relationship change from being toxic? Like, is it just... Because for you, Karen, you were like, oh, like, it wasn't toxic until after you left. But it's like, is leaving... Like, this doesn't pertain to you specifically, Karen. But if I'm in a toxic relationship, like do I just leave, like, and do I just, like, change who I am? Because then that also makes me think about, like, is it toxic because I'm toxic? Is it toxic because the other person is toxic? Like, are we both playing a part in the toxicity? Like, how does that work?
1: Hmm.
3: That is a good question. <laughs> That's really...
1: Sorry.
3: No, yeah, because, I mean, I've never thought about that. That it's either me or the other person that Dang. makes, or both of us makes, like you were saying, the relationship toxic um i feel like you need to if you're in that situation you need to examine yourself and see how you are behaving yeah that's causing maybe the other person to react toxic Mm -hmm. because maybe 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 you're not toxic as you know as one but um maybe your your actions are making other person to be toxic you know Mm -hmm. um something happened to me was um I, I don't know I'm, I'm not gonna say names but I, I, <laughs> oh I had a girlfriend um when I was younger and um, I found her like text messages that were not like she wouldn't be, shouldn't be texting and they're like, they're like like other
2: guys you mean? yes okay I just wanted oh, to clarify and, like, then, she texts um, like,
3: and then um, she would like go out with other people that so what do you mean by go out though? like she will meet with other people but she would say that she she found them like certain like she, maybe she went for a walk to a park and then she found found out like oh my ex was there and she stayed there like talking stuff like that oh, that's so weird and and I was getting what a inse-
1: quinka
2: let's talk about red flags just kidding.
3: so I was getting insecure right <laughs> mm-hmm. and that would that made me someone that was becoming toxic because now I wanted to check her phone like what if she's still texting other people mm-hmm. what if she's still so, hanging out with other people that she shouldn't be so that 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 alone was making me become so obsessive over her that she she was blaming me to be for being toxic but she was the one that made me to be like that you know Mm -hmm. so that's that's why i was saying maybe the other person is doing certain things that's making you being toxic Mm -hmm. so maybe but she wasn't toxic she she was just like making me become toxic Mm -hmm. so you should be um, like examining yourself, what if I am the one that's making this relationship toxic and not because that person is toxic because that's how he is, you know?
2: Yeah, and I just want to add, like, because I really do, I do believe, so listen, because some of y'all, like, y'all gonna hear this, but you know if I'm talking to you or, you know if this is word is meant for you or not, so don't believe <laughs> so. I just want that to be said. Like, don't just be, like, doubting or just like second guessing it like if it's for you you're going to receive it if it's not for you you're not going to receive it because um i truly do believe that your relationship can change like if you are in a toxic relationship like i do believe that it can change but there needs to be a conversation. Like, I don't just think like, Oh, you're going to like, you could just change your actions. And then the other person is going to change their actions. Like there needs to be pardoning. Like there needs to be forgiveness. Like, so somebody needs to ask for, for both parties, like need to ask for forgiveness and give forgiveness. Um, but also like there needs to be like some kind of counseling, like some, I don't know. Yeah. I guess I would say some outside help, Like, in a sense, like, I don't know, a couple where you know that their relationship isn't toxic, you know, and they're amazing, you know, and you could just be real with them and open and they'll just help you. Um, just let them, they'll like share with you, like, oh, this is what we've done. Like, this is what we've always worked. You know, and you could even ask them like, how have you kept your relationship from becoming toxic? You know? Cause I'm sure that like all relationships come to a point where it's like, like Karen said, like you could just flip that switch where you're yeah. like, Ooh, today is the day. Like, I'm just about to like light them up, like bring light on, but oh. boom, but, um, But yeah, so outside help and of course, Jesus, like, that's what we're always going to point y'all back to. Cause like at the end of the day, like all these things, like all these addictions, it just goes back to heart issues. Yes. Like it has nothing to do per se with like, I don't know, like where we've been and what we've done, but it like, it just goes back to our hearts. Like. Uh, what is our heart's condition like what needs to change what needs to shift in order for us to be a healthy person so that we could be in a healthy relationship
1: and and might i say even without like obviously we're always in a point to jesus right but But even without that even without like for non-believers like therapy you go to therapy you know after say you get in a toxic relationship you get out and you're seeking help and stuff you go to therapy they're still going to point you back to your condition internally. Mm-hmm. It's always goes mm-hmm. back to what's going on inside. What, yeah. what is like taking what's in your heart, what's in your mind. They're not going to yeah. make it all spiritual, but it is going to be about looking inwardly. It's mm-hmm. never about externally. It's always inwardly. And obviously, you know, there's environmental things or whatever, but it's like, if we're in a talk in a situation that's toxic and stuff, like, you have a part to do with it because, mm-hmm. it, because it kept going, you know, and because you might have repaid evil with evil, and you were doing them dirty too, you know. Like when I, when I, when I realized it was, I realized it was toxic. When I was like, dang, I messed up. Like I got to do some work. Like internally, I like it's rotten in there. Like I need to, you know, I need to. I need help. Like I need Jesus. You know, I need him to to work in my heart and just like by his grace, like seek him, you know, Mm -hmm. and, and by his grace, let go of things Mm -hmm. that were taking up room in in my heart, in my mind. Um, Come on. I feel like it's always going to be inward reflection though, whether you want to spiritualize that or not, it's always going to go back to a reality check Mm -hmm. and to check yourself. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of, I mean,
2: this is like so annoying for me personally, because I'm just like, Oh, like this just gets me so mad. But I really feel like a lot of just the things that I've gone through or that like I go through now, like has everything to do with just like my childhood and like my dad not being there. And that's just like an ugly and just annoying reality for me. And so there's like a lot of just Things that I just need to go to God about and just like let him father me, which also is hard. And so, yeah, yeah, but like that was the other thing. Like sometimes it just goes back to our childhood and like we've created these habits like and even these defense mechanisms, like maybe you're not purposely trying to be toxic, but this is the way you keep yourself from getting hurt in a sense this is the way you keep yourself from like getting deeper feelings for someone deeper healthier feelings like in order for because you're like oh I can't trust people you know like or (laughs) you know I don't want anyone to hurt me so like I'm just gonna hurt them first and things like that and that and maybe that was from your first breakup or something like somebody did you dirty and now you're like nobody's like having my heart like nobody's gonna get the good side (laughs) of me because like I don't trust nobody. And that's and that's not a good place to be, like, because we're made for people. And, like, you want to be a healthy person. Like, it doesn't always go back to, like, how is this going to ben- benefit someone else? Like, if I'm healthy, like, it's going to benefit you. Like, and I just want that to be said. Because it's yeah. like, yes, of course, like, I'm sure your family and, like, your friends or even the person that you're in a relationship with, they're probably like, oh, like, I just want you to do better, like, and be better because they genuinely love you. But it's like, at the end of the day, like, you get to look in the mirror at yourself. Yeah. Like and when you and like when you see yourself like are you okay with your toxicity like yeah. is your heart okay? Like, cause that's what I really care about. I really care about, is your heart okay? Like, is your heart at peace? Like, at the end of the day, when you go to sleep, like, are you sleeping in peace? Or like, are you like, you know, looking behind your shoulder all the time? Like, or already plotting like revenge or like the next (laughs) thing that you're gonna do to like your spouse or your girlfriend or whatever, whomever, like, it may be just some chick that you're talking to because you're like, nah, like she did this little thing, you know? And also, I feel like toxicity, it can just simply go back to like lack of communication. Like, you literally... Literally, just don't know how to communicate. Like you don't know how to tell this person this hurt my feelings, or like honestly, like I felt some type of way when you did that. And so instead, you just like choose to do toxic actions or say like hurtful things, right? And it's like you could have simply just went up to them and been like, honestly, earlier when you said that, like it made me mad, and then it made me sad. Like you know, and like that's a moment right there, like a whole counseling session, like. Okay, like, what did that remind you of? Because obviously that triggered you. And then you could get down to, like, the deeper root of things, which, guess what? Like, causes you to be a healthier person. Causes you to be more self-aware. So then when something like that happens again, you're aware and you're like, I get to react differently. Like, I'm not going to react the same.
1: Well, and now you know to put boundaries so that you don't fall into a toxic relationship again. Yeah. Because a lot of times, again, going back to how some things to people that aren't normal to other like some people are normal to some people like it's they're not gonna see the red flags they're gonna think this is okay they're gonna think this person drinking every day is okay they're gonna think this person like doing this every night is okay and and sooner or later you're in this toxic like cycle you know what i mean and and Things like that, like checking yourself like that, doing that work and just like pausing and be like, Hold up, like like what's what's going on here? <laughs> what's what <is> this? <laughs> I feel uh, like
3: it's um also has to do with culture.
0: Ooh
2: uh, What if
3: you're like you were raised to believe like you have to obey like let's say um whereas Latinos um uh, girls are no, thought that they need to obey the...
2: Housewives. you No, know, yeah. The, the God, husband? Yeah, correct. Is it just kind of like submission? Is that what you're trying not to say? <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, I feel like
3: in um, other religion or, like, culture, there, are, like, they say that women don't have a voice, you know, like they yeah. should, should be submissive. And I don't know, like, I feel like culture and beliefs or ideals, it has to do with being, Someone be toxic as
1: well. Yeah, I mean, I know uh, my mom says that a big part of why she like dealt with so much when she was with my dad when we were living in Mexico was because of what people would think. Like, people would shun her from her like her like um, town if she separated from my dad. Like, oh, wow. she you mean- would, you know, that was like a big thing again, a big part of culture. Like, yeah. how dare you. Like, homeboy can be doing the most dirty to you, but don't leave him. Like, stick Bro. to it. Yeah, he
3: can have, like, five other people. Yeah. Five
1: other Five other moms. women, yeah. <laughs> Bro. But, but you better not leave him. They don't because run. you're going like be, to be the one that's wrong. You're, yeah. You know what I mean? Man, don't even get me started on that. That's a whole other thing. That's yeah, another but, five hours. Yeah. <laughs> five <laughs> hours. Um, but, yeah. Any resources that you guys... Could think of that maybe i've helped you guys in like checking yourself checking your heart
2: jesus like, <laughs> right <laughs> um honestly practical for me ones. i just practical things like and this is i mean whether you're christian or not like i just feel like self-reflecting is like yeah. a big thing because i mean i have serious counseling sessions with the holy spirit because Like the Holy Spirit will bring something to my head and I'll be like, dang, like, I honestly don't want to talk about that. (laughs) But he was like, we're going to talk about it. And I'm like, all right, you brought it up. So like, let's get deeper into that. And so just like really just sitting down, like with this one thing, like, because it's not going to be an overnight thing. I know you guys like we want it to be overnight and instant, but that's not how life works. It's not going to be this overnight thing, but like really sitting with something like and meditating on like, why did it bring out that reaction? Like, why do I feel this way about it? Um, And so that's what has been helpful for me. Like the Holy Spirit just taking me deeper, like into places that like I completely like put out of my mind, like for, I really feel like for my own safety, like, and just for the sake of my sanity and just, um, yeah, just bringing that up, like feeling how I feel about it. Cause I... This is like kind of a tangent, but there's um I was following this guy I don't remember his name, but one thing Stalkers. that he said was like who Stalkers. and like on TikTok, <laughs> anyways and so yeah, but he's like a businessman and so one thing that he like said in one of his videos was like sometimes we like suppress our feelings. And so, like, because, like, in that moment, what was, it, whatever was happening, we suppress it. Like, we never fully get it out, which is why, like, sometimes we live the way that we live. So, it's, like, going back to, like, my sessions with the Holy Spirit, like, I'm able to, like, really feel, like, whatever I was feeling in that moment. And, like, to fully feel it. Like, not just, like, up, oh, like, going to suppress it right now. But, like, fully get it out and then work through it and being, like, okay, like... Now I know that I felt like this, like, and it just goes back to like this that happened and this, this, and this. So then I'm more aware again of myself, but then I'm also able to like get that healing and yeah. And just to come out like a better, a better human being, like healthier. So
1: yeah. Honestly, when I was hurting, like I would just go to God and just like cry. Like I wouldn't even be saying anything. I would just like let it out and stuff and like, um, I think in those moments, I feel like we always hear, like, just go to God, just go and pray and, like, go before God and seek God and seek God. But in those moments when you're not thinking about what you're going to say, how you're going to say it, you're just thinking about, like, I need need someone. I need you, God. Like, if you say you're always here, then, like, show up. And those moments when I was just, like, crying my eyeballs out, like, not saying anything is when I felt, like... I know you're really here because there was this sense of peace afterwards. Even if that just meant because crying felt good, there was still that afterwards because I wasn't the same 20 minutes prior to that. And I knew that God was present and I knew that God was there, you know, and it's not going to be like this, you know, this like light coming out of the sky and God speaking to you and saying, do this or like, (laughs) you know, do... 1 plus 1 equals 2. This is how you're going to get out of this. This is how you're not going to feel like that. But it's like seeking Him. Right. Keep seeking. Just keep seeking, keep seeking, keep seeking. Whether that's that in sense. your car, whether that's in, on your way to work. I don't care if you don't believe in Jesus. Like, God's there, you know? You just got to seek Him. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, and we all need Him. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I don't know. I feel like that's that was practical for me. And more yeah. the time because I was seeking that peace even more, mm-hmm. and... After I would, like, after I would get it all out is when I would Getting feel down. like I would be more in tune with his voice. And when I would feel Holy Spirit, like, you know, talking to me or pointing certain things out, you know what I mean? And, like, and that, but it's, like, you have to seek first. You can't just be, like, okay, God, do it to me. Or, right. like, why <laughs> is this happening to me, God? Right. Like, you know, like, yeah.
2: I, I also like, want it's okay. I could, like, count how many times she said that throughout this I podcast know. challenge. He <laughs> like, whoever does it is that going is, to win up. That is a challenge. So, um, <laughs> I would also say counseling. We talked yes, about that, honey. but I, cause I, you know what? Cause I feel like, and Karen and I was talking mm-hmm. about this, cause just culturally, like. For black, I can only speak for black culture.
1: No, you can speak for. I already know. Hispanic culture
2: too. Right, and so it's just like counseling is like not a thing.
1: Yeah. Like we (laughs) say
2: counseling, like and literally everyone laughs. It's like a whole joke.
1: Yeah, like you think
2: it's because you're crazy. keep that in. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Uh, Take that out. (laughs) Anyways. Mine
3: were just suck it up.
0: (laughs) Yeah, man. It's true though.
2: Like that. I mean, it's true for majority. Like I feel like now counseling has become more affordable for a lot of people which is like really amazing like and I'm glad that that's progressing but yeah I would say like actual counseling like yeah. regardless of what people think and maybe they're gonna be like oh like you know you're crazy for going to counseling but guess what like they're gonna see that you're getting better they're gonna see that yeah. you're changing and you're different and they're gonna be like oh like what's going on with you and you're gonna be like counseling like I'm really working out my issues like unlike y'all so yeah. well, I feel like yeah. the other thing
3: is that they may, may think that you're going crazy or you're crazy or something cause I feel like when someone says oh I'm, I'm going to like cancel or something like that first thing is oh he has problems the or, movie industry. I feel yeah. like they kind of start judging you yeah I feel like that's something that people hold back on to actually seeking help because they feel like they're gonna get misjudged mm-hmm. when when I feel like as long as you're okay with yourself it doesn't matter what other people may think
2: right like please don't let, don't let just the fact that other people might judge you like stop you from getting the freedom like stop you from getting that healing that yeah. you so desperately desire and need Cause that just don't make no sense. Like that, that's just, it's nonsense. Like, (laughs) So do yourself a favor, like, and go to counseling. Like, do yourself a favor and seek God wholeheartedly. Like, do yourself a favor and find that friend that you can vent to. Y'all, that's my life. Like, literally, talk therapy is my thing. Like, because it's funny, because, like, I'll send whole voice memos when I'm, like, having a whole day or, like, just going through something. I'll send whole voice memos to, like, friends who are super close to me. And then they, like, send a whole voice memo back, and they just laugh. And they're like, you're literally answering your own questions, like, as you're talking. And I'm like... That's just what helps me. And so it just works. So, yeah, I just feel like talking it out, writing it out, like feeling what you feel. So, yeah, but it's like, I just feel like it also goes back to acknowledging like feelings, acknowledging what's happening. Because if you continue to ignore it, if you continue to just be like, oh, I'm fine, like, or brush it under the rug, like, it's never going to get better. Like, it's only, like, literally, it's like, it's only down from here. Like, it's not up from here. It's down from here. Like, that's true, though. So, yeah.
1: You have to make that decision. Let's pray. Yes. Oh. yes. Let's, pray. Let's pray for y'all. Who wants to pray I, I can God. pray. Okay. Thank you, God, for this time you've given us together. Um, thank you for just leading this um, time and sharing about our experiences, sharing about how we've coped and seeked you out, Lord, in certain situations. I just pray, God, whoever's listening and, and knows that this is for them and knows that. I mean, if we're still listening, this is obviously for you. (laughs) Um, God, I just ask that that you just like hover over them with peace, that they may know, like, dang, God showed up today. Or maybe I didn't have a bad dream tonight. Or maybe this peace that came out of nowhere, like, that was you, God. And I pray that that may be the nudge to just seek you, like, oh, like, you're really here. Because you are God, you're present. We just need to just sit still sometimes and just be quiet and realize like that we're not alone in our situations. We're not alone in the toxic cycle. It's not just you and that other person. You're very much there and you very much are the one that will pull us out, God. But I know that you also don't force us. And I know that you honor our choice and you wait for us to want to get out of toxic situations, to want to seek you. And I just, I just ask that, there may be a hunger God in the listeners that are in toxic situations to want to get out of that, but that there may be a recognition of where they're at there, that there may be a recognition of, I need to leave. Like I need to leave this place and this is why. And I pray that you may also, um, put just like people that would help those people out of those situations. Maybe it's hard to get out of the situation of that place of that relationship. Maybe there's a lot on the line for them to get out God, and I just pray that by your grace, you may provide those um, people in their lives to, to store them out. You may provide, whether that's finance, that you may provide that um, finance to store them out, Lord. Um, I just declare protection over the lives of people that are listening, Lord. I believe that you're going to um, bring freedom and healing through this um, episode, Lord, and that you're going to bring things to light in people. Maybe it's not going to be an overnight decision of getting out of the situation, but you're going to bring to light, hey, like, you're in a toxic situation. You're in a toxic relationship. You're in a toxic friendship. In Jesus' name, amen.
3: Yeah. Before um, <laughs> uh, I forget, we have a guest speaker next uh, next, uh, next week. So uh, you guys want you guys to stay um, uh, tuned. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's, it's a guy that has a testimony that kind of relates to all the topics we talked about uh, about toxicity, about addiction, so uh, don't don't miss it guys, it's gonna be it's gonna be
2: fire so. fire! so yes <laughs> I heard that song so alright that was it
3: <laughs> Good night, y'all